یہ انٹرنیشنل گیم ہے اس میں دماغ سے کھیلا جاتا ہے غصے سے نہیں Hello everybody and welcome to episode 19 of Hoop Darshan. Hoop Darshan. Uh, unfortunately the number jersey number episode uh, jersey number 19 is won by some absolute useless people so I'm not even going to bother uh, talking about who wears the number 19 current but uh, we have something that's much more exciting. The NBA season is finally here. It's finally here. It's it, didn't this off season feel a bit shorter than usual or, or am I just getting older? Oh, I, I agree. I think it, it did feel short, <laughs> but that's probably because we've been pushing out Hoop Darshan podcasts like like left, right and center. So it feels right. like there's always basketball in the air. Yes. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, how, how excited are you that the season is back, almost back? I'm pumped. I think by the time this goes out, we'll probably be a day or two away from, from the start of the regular season and it's just it, it's great just to hear like the whole you know all the intrigue and all the people already starting to you know you know kind of be competitive with each other some teams are talking shit about other teams some all the new additions to in new teams you know um i'm done with the preseason i don't really pay it as much attention so i'm i'm excited that the real thing is about to begin yeah absolutely it's just just only going to be a matter of days before we start hearing the words like mid season form and small sample size <laughs> to, to talk about the first few days uh, but yeah let's let's get straight down to it for all of our listeners who uh, constantly try to tune into us to listen to india basketball updates you will not get any this year because that's how excited we are about the nba so we decided we'll talk an entire episode about an hour's worth just about the nba uh, karan you ready for that i'm ready let's go we have a special guest today um, vishnu ravi shankar and i'll introduce you to him right away so here i have with me vishnu ravi shankar very excited to have him for our um, for our nba preview podcast vishnu how are you doing I'm good man it's nice to be here uh, I've heard your podcast uh, quite a few times in the past and uh, it's good to finally have you know three indian guys sit down and discuss uh, you know the 2015 16 nba season preview yeah D- talk about the nba in an indian accent there's nothing better than that you know? <laughs> <laughs> so it's it's rare and uh, i mean we are one of the few, few guys doing it so <laughs> it's growing man uh, so let me just introduce everyone to i mean if you guys follow indian basketball you have seen and heard the name vishnu ravi shankar he's uh, he's one of the founders uh, how many of you guys are there four of you guys who founded eklavyas yeah four of us but uh, gopal and i are basically the guys on the ground doing all the you know the dirty work <laughs> yeah so so vishnu and uh, another one of our, our colleagues gopal they are the co-founders of um, Eklavya, which is like the first proper basketball website in India. It is an and awesome website. Are, Just has to be are, <laughs> Yeah, and, and they're everywhere. Like any basketball event, any photograph you see, I would say like 85 to 90% of the source will probably somehow be linked back to something. They have either been at or clicked or, you know, they're, they're all, I don't know. You, you may be one of the hardest working people in Indian basketball right now, Vishnu. Um, <laughs> well, that's because there's not many other people doing this. <laughs> so some, Someone's going to do it. yeah invariably it comes down to us so <laughs> um and i mean the other interesting thing is that you guys were you and gopal i know gopal studied law were you also with him yeah actually uh, uh the four of us who who are like the members of the core team of eklavias 
three of three out of the four of us uh, were from the same law school okay uh, national law university jodhpur and mm-hmm. uh, we're in the same batch and gopal and i in fact were in the same section as well in, i mean we both took that ba llb course so i've known him for a long long time uh, close to close to a decade now so it's mm-hmm. like you know from friendship has become a professional sort of relationship also and and obviously the obvious thing to do after studying law is work in basketball right like that <laughs> makes them that makes complete sense <laughs> <laughs> well yeah i mean uh, never imagined that it would come down to this but then somebody's got to do it like you said so if not us then who <laughs> and i mean uh, so so as vishnu also host uh, uh nba podcast i think it's called nba on eclavias current we have two and, indian yeah. nba podcasts or basketball podcasts how cool hey, is that i'm just letting you guys know man it's it's growing uh well and the other thing is that pretty much any um big nba star indian I mean, not just nba star like basketball player indian or foreign who is in india um eclavias is there interviewing him i think the last big interview vishnu you did is uh, you interviewed satnam singh the first indian to be drafted into the nba Yeah um, that's right that's right. So uh, yeah sorry go on. No no I was just saying that uh, that was the first time we did a detailed sit down with Satnam and it came at sort of a good time. It was just after he got drafted and uh, before he's you know beginning his uh, tenure with in the D league now. Yeah. So he had a lot of good opinions to share I'm sure like you know you guys have seen it but I hope like people around India have seen it. Satnam Singh is a name that uh, uh, not many people would know of but uh, he has a great story. uh and uh, something that you know people should be aware of i'm sure if this people who are putting the effort to listen to this podcast th- they know that story <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah 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 so before we get on the nba preview um let, tell me first vishnu what's your favorite nba uh, team and why well uh i'm not i'm not a traditional fan in that sense you know I, the thing is uh, i have pick a side pick a side i have some soft spots towards some teams but uh, essentially i just like to watch you know almost everything and and you know pick a bit just enjoy the game of nba basketball but i do have a soft spot towards the dallas mavericks that 2011 championship run uh, did resonate with me a mm-hmm. uh, bit and uh, that's why you know the mavericks was were a team like you know i, I regularly follow and regularly watch uh, but of course this season i mean the past couple of seasons it's not been as good as it it was and uh, that's a bit of a disappointment but then there are so many good teams to watch that you know the nba nba is never a disappointment do you have a favorite player uh well uh favorite i have a bunch of favorite players but obviously the king lebron james He's LeBron James. Yeah. LeBron James. LeBron James. LeBron James. <laughs> yeah, so he's a, he's definitely the man in my opinion and uh, of course a guy who's been to the past uh, to the finals for the past 5 years uh anybody would say that you know there's nobody to rival him. So uh, Vishnu it's it's pretty amazing that you mentioned Dallas Mavericks cuz Karan and I here were sweating on whether you'd actually name a decent team because both of us support <laughs> really crack teams <laughs> yeah we're fans of shit teams so it's we're on that role right now yeah so speaking about shit teams what better way to preview nba 2015 16 than talk about three shit teams <laughs> teams that are not going to make the playoffs yeah yeah, yeah. like probably not going to make the playoffs and except kobe seems to think so which is weird but um, vishnu why don't you tell us about your um, personal expectations maybe of what you think for the dallas mavericks this season um what what are the storylines you're looking for what what do you think will realistically happen and what would what would make you celebrate 
if, if um, based on this season for the Mavericks. Well, uh, I I didn't think we'd start the podcast with the Dallas Mavericks to be honest. <laughs> that's how we roll. Uh, yeah, that's how we roll. <laughs> but uh, but but talking about the Mavericks, uh, obviously this this summer was not did not go as per their plan. As you're aware, uh, their hey, plan was to get yeah. Hey, Sorry. they drafted that they got this seven foot two center from India. I heard not you know? not so, the seven foot center they were hoping to get. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I, I wasn't even talking. About, well, yeah, I wasn't even talking about him. But uh, the, I mean, I'm, I, you, as you're aware, uh, uh, you know, DeAndre Jordan was uh, supposed to be. I mean, they almost finalized the deal and they made, they reached a verbal agreement. Mm-hmm. But then things went downhill for Mark Cuban and the and the Mavericks organization. So they had to settle for like you know second options. Uh, I mean, let, let's look at the people they've added to the roster. They've added Darren Williams, uh, who is. Um, well, one of the one of the one of the good point guards in the league, but obviously not among the best. Uh, they've added in in the center position. They've added uh, Zaza Pachulia and they've added Javale McGee. What a they also down. have Sam. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just saying, what a step down from DeAndre Jordan. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's 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 like you know you you you're aiming at something and then you end up with uh, uh, something completely different. I mean, so in the center position, they've added a couple of players and. Uh, They've also added Wesley Matthews. Uh, I mean, he he was injured in the past couple of seasons. I mean, the past season he was plagued with a bit of injuries, but uh, it seems like you know he's looking, he's hungry to get back this season. Let's look at the people they've lost. They've lost uh, Monte Ellis, who was uh, who was a, a very efficient guy for them in the past, and uh, a guy who uh, he's he's sort of a transition player, you know, end to end kind of player. He gets a lot of points uh, on breaks and in transition. And uh, one good uh, one good development is they they've, they've let go of Rajon Rondo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like you're aware, I mean Rondo is a guy who has a bit of issues right now around him. Uh, I mean he's with the Kings right now, but uh, I mean George Carl is going to have his hands full with that. Uh, but the, uh, the the thing is, what you have to look at is whether Darren Williams can actually be the player that he was meant to be. Right. I mean, people thought that uh, he is a guy for the Brooklyn Nets, and when when the Brooklyn Nets got him, he thought they were going to lead him to deep deep playoff runs. But uh, he hasn't really done that for them. Uh, it depends on whether you know he can he can actually step up to the level that he he can be, and I don't think he will. Unfortunately, uh, he he really needs to show something. They're definitely a poor rebounding team, and uh, obviously they didn't get the, they were looking for DeAndre Jordan to show up that you know on the on that end of the floor. Uh, Zaza Pachulia and Javiel McGee obviously are like a big step down from from DJ, and uh, I don't know if they can help that much. Uh, Dirk Nowitzki is just—I mean—he's just left with a with a roster that may may make the playoffs if thing goes well. I mean, may make the eighth seed. Uh, I mean, it's a very very crowded Western Conference, uh, but uh, he just needs to you know play out his final years. He won a championship with the team. He'll end his career with a Maver- as a Maverick. I'm pretty sure. But uh, that team is not going to do much this season. Uh, that is that is the most detailed Dallas Mavericks preview you'll ever hear in an Indian accent. <laughs> that is why you're tuning into Hoop Session, folks. Um, <laughs> uh, Karan, what about? Let's let's talk a bit about. Uh, I mean, just to just before we move on from the Dallas Mavericks, let's also talk a bit about uh, Satnam Singh. I oh, mean, absolutely. Obviously, yeah, obviously, uh, Mavericks are the team that draft has drafted the first Indian player. So. We do deserve to talk about them a little bit, <laughs> uh, but yeah, obviously, I mean, 
Satnam Singh is a guy who uh, is now going to play in the, in the Mavericks jersey this season. That's for sure. Yeah, we'll get to Satnam. Are you, are you saying? Do you say he is going to play in the Mavericks jersey? No, he's not. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah let's be. Um, yeah, sorry to damper all the hopes, but he's probably not going to be in that jersey. Yeah, this season. Yeah, I'll be happy if he makes the the Texas Legends and does well enough to for us to talk about him and not not just talk about him because he's Indian but talk about him because you know he's doing good things yeah uh, Karan what about your New York Knicks though um, there's there's a weird sense of underratedness about the Knicks right now I think maybe it's the crap Le- Eastern Conference maybe it's do, because do we have to do this yes, <laughs> yes. Um, it's, you it's, know what it's what you get for being a Knicks fan Karan so. my favourite team might be the least talented one of all of yours maybe but they have the best chance to make the playoffs just because it's the East. How sad is that? Which is, if, I know, it's that, that, that's how it works. Um, I, I'm having no expectations. If the Knicks make eighth place, I'm considering it a victory. Um, Carmelo is on the wrong side of 30 and the rest of the team is a, kind of a rebuild team. So, not really. Uh, this is kind of a season that I'm just kind of wishing that it whiffs past. I'm not really that, you know, my expectations are low. I know Chris Stapps could become a good player, but not this year. And beyond that, it's a Knicks. Like it's always, there's gonna be always gonna be drama. Someone's gonna come to the Garden and score 50 every year. <laughs> um, and it's it's not gonna be a Knicks player. Maybe maybe Melo will do it, but you know, yeah, it's that's all I have to say. It's, really. it's, I know it sounds depressing. It's just, an, just another Knicks season, is it? <laughs> have you? Yeah, I mean, it's, have you stepped up your uh, Latvian rap game though? My Latvian rap game is off the chain, you know. <laughs> I'm gonna give I'm gonna give shout out to my uh, high school prom date who was a Latvian girl, by the way. So that's my connection. Whoa. Yeah. Hashtag humble brag. <laughs> hashtag humble brag. You know, that, Not bad at all. <laughs> that, that, that's my connection to uh, to 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 the rest of Latvia and Kristaps Porzingis. It's amazing. It's amazing. But. But but I mean, Kaushik, what about you? Now let's get to the other over uh, over talked about and less performing franchise this, in the NBA. This is your Los Angeles Lakers. This is really depressing because both of your teams <laughs> actually do have a far shot to make the playoffs. Mine does not. My, uh, my, the biggest or the most intriguing talking point of this season is how Lou Williams, Nick Young, and Kobe Bryant are going to be on the floor at the same point. But there's only going to be one <laughs> basketball. I don't, I'm really not sure how that's going to work. But um, yeah, if, if, if I'm looking forward you to You know, I, I actually, in a weird way, the Lakers are going to be... But I, I don't know how well they do, but they're going to be watchable. I think they'll be an interesting team to watch because Kobe is always watchable. Whether he's doing well or badly, he's always fun to watch. Uh, Julius Randle and D'Angelo Russell and Roy Hibbert's face... You know, it's gonna be fun. Don't don't do this to me. Don't build up hope. I'm just saying. I'm not saying they'll do well. I just I'm just saying they'll be entertaining. Oh yeah, that they always are. Whether you define entertainment as quality basketball or Kobe Bryant <laughs> being angry at Nick Young, that's all. It's all under the same umbrella of entertainment. But uh, in the interest of all of our listeners who are somehow still tuned into this podcast after talking about <laughs> three pathetic teams, let's move on to some actual good basketball teams and. One of my favorite um, storylines for the 2015-16 season is the Oklahoma City Thunder. I, I really do believe this could be their year. I think that Kevin Durant is going to be a different monster that we have not seen yet. Um, and there's also the drama of him uh, being in the last year of his contract. 
how Westbrook performed in the uh, last season. You know, we saw a new superhuman Westbrook as well. And there's they have a change of coach. They have so many things that are happening at the same time, and yet you feel like maybe this is a bit of a make or break year for them. Um, Vishnu, what's your what's your thoughts on OKC, and do you see them as a title favorite? Because I do. Yeah, well, OKC. I mean, obviously, the key thing is is health here. So it, it depends on whether Westbrook and Durant can remain healthy through the season. But if, if having said that, you know, if, if health aside, if everything goes well on the health front for them, then definitely they have a great chance of being of picking like you know maybe even the top seed in the Western Conference. Uh, the the thing is, Kevin Durant after last season, after last season, he looks really hungry. I mean, in, in the preseason games, uh, you could see you could see it. I mean, he's just waiting to like get out there and you know dominate. Uh, and Durant, uh, I mean Westbrook, towards the end of last season, as you're aware, uh, he was like a triple double machine, right? Uh, he he was he was scoring triple doubles on a nightly basis and uh, sort of averaging triple doubles uh, towards the second half of the season. So uh, it, they have like two great great you know pieces uh, to uh, to you know take them on that run. Uh, and there are a couple of other points, obviously, like you mentioned, uh, the new head coach. Uh, it's just like sort of a different voice, you know. And not, uh, I don't think they cha- they changed uh, the head coach so much to as of uh, because of the faults of you know uh, Scott. Uh, what's his name? Oh, Scott, Scott Brooks. Brooks. Yeah. Yes, Scott Brooks. Uh, but uh, more li- more like you know, it's been a while, and we need a different voice, right? And uh, Billy Donovan has won a couple of national championships, you know, with the University of Florida. So he, uh, uh, but of course, I mean, to the NBA and doing things, it's it's obviously you know it's it's a way different level than the college game. Uh, the other the other point is you know he uh, they do have Monty Williams as an assistant coach who was uh, with the New Orleans Pelicans as a head coach before, so that's a smart move. Uh, and and also their rookie who they've drafted, uh, Cameron Payne. Uh, he he's a rookie point guard and he could be like a spark off the bench for them. Of course, they have like a backup point guard in DJ Augustine, but uh, you never know. I mean, Cameron Payne could take could take minutes off him. That's that's left to be seen. And if he does, it'll be like a big uh, load off Durant and Westbrook because they don't have to uh, sort of have the ball right from the right from the beginning of the possession, right? So they can once they get the ball, they can just go. They can just attack. So that's that's left to be seen how that plays off. One great addition, you know, towards the second half of last season for them was obviously the addition of Enos Cantor. Uh, I mean, not so much in the defensive end of the floor, but on the offensive end, he was like a double-double machine. So, uh, on, in the center position, I mean, in the front court, they have Cantor, they have Ibaka. Uh, and that, that's something that will really help, uh, you know, KD and, KD and Westbrook with the, with the scoring load. So let's see. It's an exciting year for uh, exciting year for OKC. It's also Kevin Durant's contract year. Uh, if, if people are wondering if he's going to stay or not, I mean, in all likelihood he's going to stay. Even though you know OKC is is a small market, I don't think he cares about that. Uh, but uh, I mean, that's that's obviously subject to things. If things don't go horribly wrong for them this season, he will definitely continue. Uh, Karan, what are your thoughts on OKC? And more specifically, I'm in. Uh, I'm inclined to ask your opinion on. So we we had one season where Westbrook was primarily injured and KD played like an absolute monster. And the mm. following season it was Kevin Durant being injured and mm. Westbrook playing like this uh, together. So let's assume for uh, for all you know for basketball fans' sake that both of them do remain fit this year. And I'd, I'd argue that OKC is probably deeper than they've ever been since 
the since basketball started as amjur likes to say uh, <laughs> uh, well except the harden trade rip harden trade yeah <laughs> will simmons is that you <laughs> uh, so what w- what's uh, what's your take on okc and what do you think the whole dynamic of the new coach and the deep team and both you know kaushik i, I yeah. I totally agree with you like this is my also my favorite storyline coming into the season there's nothing more intriguing than um you know KD in his contract year as Vishnu said so whatever happens even though there's a 80% chance or whatever that he's not going to leave that that dark cloud's going to hang over the team all season you know when when they go and play in Washington it's going to be in the national news and international news for for days before that game happens it's going to, everything he does every ball he touches every time he says hi to a fan is going to make a story you know yeah uh, and then you add to the fa- i mean i think KD and Durant are two of the best four players in my opinion in the nba uh, sorry KD and Westbrook it'd be nice um, if they had two one KD and one <laughs> <two> Durant <laughs> yeah i mean and, and from what you said yeah like, two years ago kevin durant was the mvp he went absolutely ballistic he he had that what a uh, 42 straight 25 point game something like he broke michael jordan's record and then last year as vishnu said uh, russell westbrook basically morphed into you know a, i don't know a, a power ranger or something like like people called him basketball cocaine because that's what he was he was just you know like he was insane to watch probably the most interesting player to watch i feel you know they might they may be better players but there was no more more fun player to watch than russell westbrook when he just puts his head down and decides I'm getting a triple double scoring 40 points and winning this game for my team you know so you add those two guys together and despite what people say I don't think there's a problem with them among each other I think they love each other they like playing with each other uh you add Serge Ibaka who's one of the best post defenders in the league Enes Kanter is a horrible defender but that's fine because you have Ibaka you have uh guys like Mitch McGarry and Steven Adams and Nick Collison of the bench like they they have they have depth like crazy and what um Another uh, great point Vishnu Bodder was Cameron Payne or and or DJ Augustine as the point guards. What that could do is then move Westbrook to the shooting guard position for certain stretches, with because otherwise the shooting guard is a major major sore spot. Like I think they have Andre Robertson right now, or Dion Waiters, which is both a, <laughs> a, a massive fail. Just saying that. So, uh, I think they are the most intriguing story, and I'm actually going to go as far as saying that they are my title favorite. I think they will win. Like this is a make or break year, and I think they will make it. Yeah, I, I agree completely. But then again, you you did say this last year as well, so anything can happen. Did I? Okay. Yeah. Because <laughs> because <laughs> uh, uh, I challenged you last year on this uh, on this topic, where this time I, I agree with you, and let's see what happens. But uh, obviously, when you're talking about NBA title favorites, there's always that one boring team, not boring, but one team that's always in the storyline. Um, that's the San Antonio Spurs, and this time they've done something so unSpurs-like, which is get, <laughs> which is get a top-quality free agent, and something so unSpurs-like in sacrificing depth to do that. So this is a bit of an interesting year for Spurs as well. My own personal theory is that Spurs is gonna anti-small ball the NBA. They have mm. so many good post players. And they, they have the best front court in the league. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you could you could definitely say that. And they have a they have an absolute monster of a small forward, which is um, in case your uh, <laughs> in case you guys are not aware. Man crush. Hashtag man crush. Kawhi Leonard. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and and you have guys like Tony Parker, Manu Ginobili, etc. etc. Of course. And then um, they have very very sneaky signings like David West. So they are 
locked and loaded as always but something seems like it's not it's not there yet for them but discount them at your own peril but i want uh, i'm curious to know what you guys think of the spurs this season do you think they are at the same level as they always are do you think what do you think their biggest problems will be through the season and you know pluses minuses blah 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 so vishnu why don't you go first yeah the spurs see uh, i love the spurs and and, and they they're like you know the epitome of what basketball should be like and how it should be played right especially uh with in terms of ball movement and the unselfishness uh but things are are going to change slightly this season i mean they and the thing is with, the good thing with the spurs is uh, coach pop is he he's a genius at adapting to new things i mean probably like you know 3 seasons ago they played a different game and then a couple of seasons back yeah. they they sort of rebel, they sort of changed their game right and in this season also he's going to adapt and he's going to adjust with lamarcus aldridge coming in uh you brought up a good point about small ball and uh, the thing is uh, the essence of small ball is, is that what is it it should be basically that all five players should be have the ability to space the floor uh, shoot the ball right and lamarcus is is a big man who can shoot so he's probably like you know Uh, easy uh, easy to you know fit into that system uh, uh, like the direction in which nba is headed to right now uh, is is more of a small ball league so he can really stretch the floor and uh, the because he has the ability to shoot uh, he's obviously going to you know uh, pull his defender out you know closer to the three point line uh, and this this sort of you know opens opens the floor up a little bit there will be more spacing kawhi leonard he's he, he's a great player he's going to get a lot of lot of cuts to the basket there's going to be a lot of high low action you know with uh, with uh, with aldridge and duncan and west uh, and uh, and boris diaw aldridge can also pass the ball he's he's an underrated passer of the ball and uh, some people may be worried about you know on the defensive end of the floor you know whether he can actually uh, you know he he's as good as what, what the spurs have lost that is uh, you know they've lost litter they lost tiago spitter and they lost aaron baines right so but but if you look at the numbers he is he was actually a, a pretty decent defender in portland as well and uh, he, uh, he he was uh, he, people people did this comparison where you know if you look at aldridge in portland and uh, uh, splitter in um, in in san antonio and uh, it came out that aldridge did protect more drives to the basket than splitter so uh, that concern is sort of you know un, not really uh, it's it's unfounded uh so it's really going is going to be great to watch one thing one thing is which is a bit of a concern probably is uh, is the age factor as always like people keep saying this every year spurs are getting older spurs are getting older uh but then it's it's sort of true i mean uh, tony parker he wasn't uh, what you saw like you know a couple of seasons ago uh, where, where he led them to the championship i mean he is sort of on the decline but the good thing about coach pop is he's going to keep his players rested he's going to keep his players fresh for the playoffs and uh, they're going to probably sleep through the season even if they're healthy they probably will miss some games in the regular season and uh, come playoff time is just going to be a different unit so it's exciting it's it's good to watch they've lost a couple of, uh, like they've lost a couple of players in the front court uh, but they've also added added uh, Aldridge and West so that that more than makes up for it they've lost Bellinelli but that's that's fine to me they've added Ray McCallum uh, so it's going to be a great great season for the Spurs uh, in in a crowded western conference Karan your thoughts I I uh, you know like I don't have this again just like Vishnu I don't really feel there's any going to be any problem with LaMarcus Aldridge fitting in Popovich is a genius he'll figure something out uh they're going to be really good that front court is awesome you know blah 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 Kawhi Leonard is amazing at everything he does 
but I feel the the person who's gonna make or break this team is Tony Parker, and unfortunately, no matter how good the front court is, Parker is the engine of the team. Like he has to be up and running, and I don't think he's that good anymore. I just don't feel Tony Parker is good enough to lead a, especially in a, in a conference where every team has a point guard that is a beast, pretty much. In in the playoffs, they they'll do pretty well, but eventually, I feel they may. Uh, I don't know. They may fall in the conference finals, or maybe a bit earlier. And this is—I feel very weird saying that because, man, it's the West. Like every team is good, so <laughs> anything you say is like you could be horribly wrong. Like, and I think there's five teams. We, we'll get to these a lot, but you know, there's so many teams that can win the West. Whereas the East is like the Cavs. Okay, conversation closed. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, and, and another point I want to bring up about the whole small ball thing that um, you guys were talking about. Actually, I'm of the opinion that it's not necessarily small ball that's going to win or do well in the NBA. It's going to be the versatility to switch between small and big, yes. which the which the Warriors have, and that's what made them so special. Like the Warriors, specifically Draymond Green, um, that that they could actually go and be a small ball team with Green as center, or a traditional big ball team where Bogut is the center, and they could be elite with either lineup. And I think any team that can do that, the Spurs, I think, can do that. The Spurs can can go quote unquote small as well, and still be one of the best teams in the league. So I think they'll be really good, but eventually it's going to come down to Parker's health. Yeah, I agree. And, and to that point about small ball, I also think that the biggest competitive advantage that Spurs can have is the fact that they are better at big ball than probably 29 other teams. So yeah, yeah. I, I think that that's the way they'll go. And Popovich is again going to be ahead of the curve, but. That's just me making stupid prognostications. And uh, move. Let's move on. Let's move on to another team that you mentioned about Karan, the the overwhelming favorites of the Eastern Conference, Cleveland Cavaliers, and LeBron James. LeBron James. <laughs> LeBron James. <laughs> yeah. So, Cleveland Cavaliers are going to go into the season with a historic luxury tax bill, with so many players getting paid insane amounts, and just. From from a team that had uh, so many injury troubles last year, who had who were the shell of their entire squad when when it came down to the finals, but still found a way to do something to make that finals competitive for at least what three games, four games. Um, wh- what do you think, Karan, is um, this season going to look like for the Cavs? What what do you reckon is uh, you know do you think Kevin Love? Uh, is is going to be as important as what the Cavs missed in the finals last year? Do you think that? Uh, so my personal opinion is that Cavs having those injury troubles made them play in a particular way that was just so conservative, and that's that really worked to their advantage. But I'm not sure if they can play that defensive conservative style with everybody on board. Uh, so I, I don't think they've significantly gotten better or worse, but. Uh, it's again LeBron's team, and that guy is this the only guy single-handedly capable of changing any theoretically right prediction. So, uh, what's what's your take on the Cavs this season? Uh, so the short answer to your question is they're gonna make the finals and lose. <laughs> <laughs> the the longer answer to this would be that, I mean, once again the storyline is can LeBron win uh, bring a championship back to to Cleveland? You know, like that is. If he does that, like one of those championships is going to be worth three to that city or four to that city, you know, it it means so much for and especially as somebody who became one of the greatest players of all time, who's near from nearby was drafted by them. 
So there's there's gonna be that storyline for however long he's in that jersey, and even when he's not in that jersey. Um, but with the Cavs, you know, in a weird way, like the the injuries and the niggles will actually help them because Kyrie being out for a while and Kevin Love being out, out or like they don't really need to finish first in the East. They can finish third or fourth in the East. It's the East. It doesn't matter. They they're still gonna win the conference. But where I feel the problem could be is if during the regular season they depend on LeBron too much because. He's not of that age now where he should have to be the motor of the team in the regular season. He should be doing what... Remember what Shaq did in the Lakers 3 peach Where he yep. just chilled, basically like ate a lot of snacks during the regular season, became a fatso. And then in the playoffs, killed it. Like he was the most dominant player since MJ, you know? And I think that's what LeBron should be aiming for. But if everyone's hurt in the Cavs, I don't know what's going to happen. I think it could be the same thing where they streamroll through the East. LeBron is awesome. And then they play, by the time they get to the West, they play like a juggernaut again and eventually lose out. And I'm saying that even if they're all healthy. Vishnu, what do you think? Well, uh, obviously, I mean, it's, an, it's a no-brainer that, you know, Cavs are going to win the East unless something goes, you know, terribly wrong. Uh, it's, they, they look as good as ever. I mean, they look, uh, especially with, you know, Kyrie is going to come back at some point in the season. Uh, they, they re-signed Kevin Love. Uh, ho- hopefully, Anderson Velja is going to be healthy again. Uh, so, so things are looking really good for the Cavs. I think they, this is the year. I think this is the year hmm. uh, for LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers. He, he, I think he will bring it, bring a championship to Cleveland. See, the thing is, you need to look at what happened last season, right? And mm-hmm. uh, they, Kyrie got injured in in Game One. They didn't have Kevin Love in the finals. They was, they, but they, they still was, were two games away from winning an NBA championship. So this season, if, if things, if the players remain healthy, of, I mean, of course they're going to make it to the finals. There's no doubt about that. They're going to, they're going to win. They're going to win the East. Uh, and uh, and I think LeBron James is. I mean, he's he's 31 right now. Uh, he's he's his goal in life to bring a championship. Yeah, season. yeah. The king is going to get what he wants. And, and he, he, he's an old 31, unfortunately. He's, you know how Kobe at 31 was like an old man because they've been playing since 18? That's the thing with LeBron. Like, he's played more minutes than anyone over the last 12 years. So, I really, I actually totally encourage the fact that he takes those two-week, uh, you know, holidays to Miami in the season. Because what? He's, he needs it. He's, you know, <laughs> they'll be fine without him. Yeah, and he's LeBron. Yeah. He can literally <laughs> do what he wants. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, but he will have to carry the load. I mean, early with you know a couple of key players banged up. Uh, but let's see. I mean, he should definitely take his 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 rest, like you said. A good thing is he got his old buddy back, Mo Williams. Mo Williams. Yeah. So and they've also got uh, uh, you know the talented uh, Richard Jefferson in in the lineup. They just need uh, to bring back Delonte West. And I was just going to say that. <laughs> 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. All those Delonte West and LeBron James's mom jokes. <laughs> they just... <laughs> um, okay, guys. Anyways. Have you noticed we've, uh, we've spoken about 35 minutes for this season, uh, looking ahead to the 2015-16 season, but we still haven't spoken about the defending champions. That's... Uh, I, and I think this is a bit of a common theme everywhere. People are kind of neglecting the fact that the Warriors were that damn good last year and a lot of these previews and predictions seem to point towards some of the more obvious names like OKC and Spurs and Cavaliers but I actually think that the Warriors they're only getting started and they have primarily kept the entire team together I think they've moved David Lee on but towards the end of the finals he didn't really have 
too much of a role to play and uh, they play a style that is so effective so good and um, people like Steph Curry don't come around too often and I think that in a in a weird weird way they are despite being the champions they are little defending champions they are they're underrated they are underrated right yeah uh, it's uh, weird it's it's really weird so Karan what's your uh, opinion on the warriors and do you have them as favorites to repeat and do you do you think that you know they might possibly even get better than they were last year i have them as favorites to win the west again mm-hmm. um it's the west is again it's it's so tough that like even a team yeah, that's exactly it's so difficult it's so, so it's difficult even, yeah. even a, a team like that is so good like the warriors now in hindsight you know people can say certain things about like or disrespect their road to the title but you know what people are going to look back at this championship and be and they'll say that this team had possibly the greatest shooter of all time already you yeah. know and they won 67 games in regular season um it's not a surprise they won a title if you have the greatest shooter of all time you should win a title you know yeah um that said i think the i i agree with the coach the warriors are kind of only getting started they're going to keep getting better harrison barnes is i think he's going to have a breakout season oh man you've uh, been on this bandwagon forever i've been on bandwagon for a long time but i think this <laughs> we are here now uh iggy is going to be you know iggy is great everyone loves iggy jevon green is awesome i know you don't like him koshik but i'm yes. a fan um but again being really good is not good enough in the west so so yeah. that's my take i think it won't surprise me if the warriors win and it won't surprise me if they go out in second round either what a safe pick no karan come on vishnu <laughs> you're going to make a more ballsy pick here <laughs> <laughs> well uh, warriors i mean the thing is it's it's not easy to repeat in the nba not at all i mean uh, you need a guy like michael jordan for that right so uh, or kobe or lebron or kobe plus shaq i mean yeah, yeah. so uh so the thing is uh, the the warriors uh, they they look they look really good they look really good and steph i mean it seems like you know his shot has got even quicker now uh he's i was just seeing a couple of preseason games you can't even see him shoot anymore you can't even see that action anymore it's just like gone so uh it's uh, he, it's it's crazy how he's you know progressed into this you know he's sort of changing the game and changing the way uh, people shoot the ball um steve kerr uh he he's going to miss a couple of games in the beginning of the season but that shouldn't be much of a problem uh he's 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 recovering from surgery uh but he's he's one guy who has been on those championship teams and he knows what it takes to repeat right he's he's been with with the bulls he's been with the spurs uh the and the thing is they are, they are a young team they are a young team and uh, this this could be like a, you know a theme for the seasons to come they're going to go deep in deep in the west year after year after year uh the only thing that you know if you want to nitpick you can say obviously health is a bit of an issue with can bogut stay healthy uh can igudala is also not getting younger uh i don't want to say this you know touchwood stefan curry's ankles uh, maybe i mean i don't know i mean but i'm just i'm just purely nitpicking here they're a very positive team they're unselfish the attitude in the locker room, locker room i mean there's no drama uh so it's it's like they they're really poised for like you know to to win the west again i think you could you could see a possible repeat of uh, uh last year's finals matchup warriors versus uh, versus cleve versus cleveland uh and you mentioned david lee right uh, they did lose david lee but i don't think that's going to affect them as much they did add uh, jason thompson 
uh, who's another big who is who is more physical than David Lee and, and is helpful in on the defensive end. Uh, so yeah, so Golden State Warriors, and and I mean like like I said, it's so difficult. I mean it, it's like sort of like foolhardy even to predict anything in the West. But uh, uh, let's see. I think I think they can they can win that Western Conference again uh, and make it to the finals once again. I'll add something to uh, what Vishnu just said about uh, you know like you, you read about all these great champions and teams which have won back to back or three peats. And I think their biggest challenge has been to like uh, to basically have the hunger to do it again, you know, to like kind of have like the, the just the drive to or the motivation. Because once you won, you can get kind of comfortable. The interesting thing about the Warriors is because they're underrated, because teams like the Clippers are talking shit right now, they actually feel that they have to prove themselves all over again, which may be an advantage for them, which may actually drive them to do greater things. Yep, and. and... Steph Curry is, is uh, you know, as baby-faced as he looks, he's a sneaky, tough guy. And I think that he's he's got the drive to make the Warriors get even better this year. And I, I wouldn't um, feel too uncomfortable putting money on them to... to it'd it'd be fun to see them angry. You know, yeah. it'd be fun to see an angry Warriors team. Yeah, yeah. that's a very good point, actually. Because, uh, I mean, it, it, the, the point you made is basically, I, I guess, moving... I mean, those interviews that they gave and they said that, you know, everybody's underrating them and they're obviously pissed off about it. So, that's one thing that can help yeah. uh, in, a, in a big way. Yeah. I love Andrew Bogut saying that he wears his championship ring on the middle finger. That is, <laughs> that is the best quote of the offseason for me. Yeah, Bogut's a bit of a, a, bit of a character. Um, so, I think with these teams, we've covered probably like the A-list contenders for the championship. And there, there are a couple of teams who are in that B list. If things go well, may get onto that A list. Uh, and I think if we talk about them, we, I mean, we have to talk about them A because um, they are since um, since the Lakers are pathetic. I have to pick another team to <laughs> ca- to casually root for, and the ones with the most, you know, uh, Lakers and Real Madrid connections is of course. Um, the Chicago Bulls, and we have to talk about them because they too, I think, just like OKC, it's a bit of a make or break year for them because I feel like um, a, a lot of things could be different if things don't go well this year for them. Uh, at the same time, things are already different for them. They also have a new coach who also comes from uh, a college background. They uh, they have Joakim Noah, who's who's in a contract year. They have Jimmy Butler, who kind of exploded last year, and there's always that hanging cloud about whether Derrick Rose is going to be fit, for how long is he going to be fit, is he going to be as good as before. And there's, of course, my hashtag biggest man crush of all time, Nikola Miritic, who <laughs> I believe is going to start for them on opening yeah, night. Yeah, I heard, I heard they're going to start him over, over Noah. That's, that's what I'm hearing. That's huge. <laughs> uh, so, Karan, what's your take on the Bulls this year? Is it, is it, is there going to be some method to the madness in... Um, you know, moving on from Thibodeau to Hoiberg and... Uh, oh, they'll, they'll definitely be a method. And yeah. they will do well. And they, you know, they, they'll possibly be... I mean, I'm not talking about rankings, but they'll, they're, pos- they're probably the second best team in the East. And I'm saying this with or without Rose. Yeah. Like, that's... Derek Rose could play at the level of DJ Augustine and they'd still be the second best team in the East. Yeah. In my opinion. Um, but then beyond that, I just feel... It's just not going to be enough to overcome the Cavs. Uh, I wish they were. I wish Derrick Rose was elite, so at least it could be a conversation. 
So if we could at least have that, you know, the good old fashioned, like, you know, the, the Bulls who come in and they're angry and, you know, the irrational hate towards LeBron. I just love that stuff just to add intrigue to the Eastern Conference playoffs. Because it just, it's just fun just to have people hate, hating each other in the playoffs. Yeah. And the Bulls are, are always the team who I can count on. The Bulls and their fans and Joakim Noah, who's kind of, you know, kind of a dick, but he's awesome. Yeah, he's then, the poster uh, child of that attitude that you're talking about. Yeah, and, and Derek Rose, who's like sneakily, you know, I think he's an angry dude. Yeah. Uh, Jimmy Butler has a big ego, you know, also sneakily. But, I, you know, I like that. I like the, the, the fact that they have these personalities. And to me, that is the most interesting thing about the Bulls and, and nothing more. Just the fact that they could make it an intriguing playoff series against the Cavs again. That is that is just how bad the Eastern Conference is. <laughs> You're hoping for some sort of emotional angle from the Bulls. It is an play. emotional angle, yeah. I'm sorry. <laughs> Vishnu, uh, what's your thoughts on the Bulls this season? They have, uh, I mean, they, they probably are the team that could go either way. You know, they could, uh, they they could become like you know the real challenger to the, to the Cleveland Cavaliers, or they could just be you know another team just just has a has a short playoff run. So it all depends on um, well how how things go with the new coach because that's a real change. I mean, that's the only change that has happened. They 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 basically there's there's more or less no change in the roster. They've lost no one. They've added no one. Uh, they the only only change has been the the, the coach. So uh, and there was like you know <laughs> rumors about uh, you know differences between Rose and Butler, but uh, I mean obviously I don't think that's there's anything to that. Uh, the 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 thing to the thing to watch will obviously be uh, whether whether Miritich steps up, and uh, more importantly w- whether we see the Rose of old. You know, and I really want that. I really want that. I really want Derek Rose to be. Uh, you know the, how he was before. He's obviously you know lost a step uh, with, with all the injuries. He's, he's his body is banged up. Uh, so you know people are you know after him on on his back. You know whether he has a good work ethic and whether he's able to. I mean he doesn't show much in practice or preseason games. But that's because I mean they're probably not uh, factoring in the 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 fact that his body is you know he doesn't it doesn't let him go as much in, in practice. Right? He needs to save it for the real game. So uh, we'll have to see how how that entire thing pans out. I think Paul Gasol is going to be as solid as ever, uh, and just like last season, uh, Noah is going to provide them the defensive presence. Uh, Mike Dunleavy is just going to come in and do his thing like always. Uh, it just depends on you know how how the thing how things work out in in the backcourt and with the new coach. So let's see. I really I really want them to do well because that'll make the East a little more interesting. Yeah, I, think- I, I just want to add. Sorry, Koshik. I just want to add quickly. One of my sneaky favorite things about the NBA is guys who can come in and do their things as always. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I just love the fact that you can counter Mike Dunleavy to do that. You don't need to say anything else about him. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So yeah. <laughs> just say Mike Dunleavy, and everybody knows what you're talking. About. <laughs> it's true. I think that the Bulls are going to be a little bit better because I think they, they reach the maximum level of efficiency that they could with Thibodeau, and just the fact that they have a new coach who's um, supposedly, this slightly more flowy, offensive sort of guy, and given the way that the team is built, I think that they can, or they will definitely get or play better. But whether that much is enough to topple the Cavs, we don't know. And probably safe to say that it's not. But I'm always going to you know, be a foolish optimist for the team that I've picked, adopted temporarily to support. Uh, well, then you know what. 
I like Thibodeau, but no one in, no one in the world's gonna miss Butler and Noah playing 45 minutes in the game where the Bulls are up 30 points yeah. with four minutes. You know, yeah. that's I'm, I'm glad those days are over. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, exactly. I mean, that's that's a really good point because Thibodeau was you know a defensive minded coach and. Uh, and maybe this team needs that that kind of change, you know. They need a more like you know an offensive minded coach or, or a guy who's going to introduce some new sets or a new style of offense, and that that really may change things. So let's see, let's hope. Yep. Uh, and there's just one more uh, semi contender that I think we should talk about. We spoke about them briefly in bits and pieces throughout um, this last few minutes of discussion, but I think that the the Los Angeles Clippers of this season is is basically a collection of all the annoying guys you have in the NBA <laughs> put together. <laughs> you have your Paul Pierce, you have Lance Stevenson, you have... Blake Griffin is annoying. He's damn good, but he's annoying. Uh, there's DeAndre Jordan. It's just, it's just such a weird mix. I just want to say I love Paul Pierce. I don't care how annoying. He's my favorite clipper, probably of all time. Even before he ever plays a single game, but go yeah, on. He's got the swagger. He's got the swagger. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I feel like that team is going to piss off the opponents every single game, and that itself will take them really far. And uh, I know they beat the Spurs last year, and they had that epic joke against uh, Houston Rockets. So it's it's really difficult to judge. You know, have they gotten better? Have can they get better? Have they reached their limit? Is this the end of their window? Um, like a lot of people say, it's. I think it's again going to be a bit of a make or break here for the Clippers. Um, Vishnu, do you do you think they belong to that A list that I mentioned a few minutes ago, or do you think that um, they are also in the same category as the Bulls? That they may have something, but it's going to take a little more. I, I think most definitely they belong to that A list because if you look at the roster of the Clippers this season, it's probably the best roster that we've seen ever. Uh, 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 for for the Los Angeles Clippers, uh, they they've added they've added Paul Pierce, so that experience, that veteran toughness, uh, and you know that entire trash talk, that swagger is there. They've uh, uh, they've added a couple of you know smaller additions, Pablo Prigioni, uh, Wes Johnson, Lance Stevenson is going to provide them that much needed you know offensive presence. Uh, Josh Smith, they've added. I mean, who Josh Smith is is, is a guy who's very effective in the playoffs. So, uh, surprisingly, surprisingly, shooting three pointers for for Houston Rockets last season, uh, and and they've lost you know a couple of guys who it it, it doesn't seem like it's going to make much of a difference. They lost Matt Barnes, they lost Spencer Hall, so there's going to be a lot of pressure on the Clippers this season. And uh, for Chris Paul, is going uh, there's going to be even more pressure because people are always going to talk about Chris Paul and his legacy and and the fact that he hasn't made it past the second round uh, of the playoffs. Well, if you can't do it with this team, then uh, well, uh, something something's got to give, right? So, uh, Clippers, I think you know, could be, not could be, will be in the top three in the West. Wow, that's that's bold. So, who's going to yeah. who's going to be out of it? So, I'm assuming that Warriors and Spurs would be the other two. That uh, that makes yeah, it okay. I mean, See the Spurs. See the thing is, the thing with the Spurs is uh, they don't care if they're you know you know the first seed or the or the fifth seed or the eighth seed. They're gonna just come in there and you know uh, because the thing is in the regular season uh, is one thing in the playoffs is you know something totally different. So Pop, uh, I don't think he he gives that much of a. I mean, it doesn't really it doesn't really matter if you know they 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 come in in the first seed or they they have that home court advantage. They're still going to play their asses off. So. Uh, I think Warriors first. I mean, this is just you know, uh, 
something <laughs> which 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 fans predict before the season starts. But Warriors first, I would say the other two would be OKC and Clippers, in my opinion. Okay, I actually disagree with you on the Spurs point because I feel like last year was a lesson to do exactly the opposite of that. Uh, I feel like they'll concentrate a little more to get that second first seed so that they don't have to face a Clippers in the first round like they did. Uh, but yeah, yeah, the last year's playoffs. The uh, the yeah, Spurs lost a game in the la- on the last day of the season. They fell from they could have been second and they fell to sixth. That's how close the West was. Yeah. Because if they were second, they would have played the Mavericks in the first round. But because they were sixth, they played the Clippers on the road. You know. Yeah. So it's the West is just brutal. <laughs> yeah. In the sh- in shocking news, the sun rises. Uh, another in the east. another. So, sorry. Yeah, in shocking news, the sun rises in the east. <laughs> <laughs> You know, and, 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 and I mean, there's the Rockets too, who many people are considering one of like the, the sleepers to to do really, really well and surprise a lot of people. How? How though? Well, because Ty Lawson is there, who people are really... Him and James Harden are looking really good together, I think. I think it, he would take pressure off Harden. They were second in the West last year. Uh, Clint Capella is looking really good for them. I think they, will, they have more depth than they've ever had. And if this guy is healthy... Um, Patrick Beverly as the backup point guard. I think I think the Rockets could surprise people. I mean, not me. I'm not I'm not rating them high, but I know people who are. Uh, Ty Lawson, the addition of Ty Lawson is definitely going to help James Harden because he himself said that yeah, I would like to play more off the ball. So uh, uh, Ty Lawson is a guy. He's definitely an upgrade from Patrick Beverly, who's just you know he's a reliable guy, but he's not like uh, he's not he's not the same as Ty Lawson. He's going to create a lot of offense for them. And, and and just another point, you know, moving back to what uh, what Kaushik said about uh, the seeding, there is an interesting rule change in the NBA this year with a division. Uh, uh, RIP divisions. Exactly, yeah. exactly, exactly. <laughs> and so, thank God for that. So, <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh, the, I mean, Spurs got a raw deal last year. It, you know, they were I think they were supposed to be third or fourth, but because the, the Trailblazers won their division, they got bumped up. Uh, so, that thing is, go- is gone this year. So hopefully we're going to see a lot of more fair fair matchups. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, speaking of fair matchups, Karan, uh, there's this one team that I want to talk to you about because um, we we have a we have a really really interesting combination. One uh, player is I think hands down your favorite player in the league right now. He plays for the Kings. Boogie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And another player that we mentioned some time ago, which um, which is of course Rajon Rondo. How do you just just how do you see this playing out, dude? I think the Kings are gonna be one of the most fun teams to watch. Like just the whole masala of Vivek Ranadivey. Not really sure what he's doing. Uh, Vlade Divac, who somehow now runs a team. Boogie, <laughs> who's you know Boogie's amazing. I don't care what anyone in the world says. I think he's uh, you know one of the two best big men in the league now with Anthony Davis. And uh, I've been on the Rondo bandwagon for a long time. I know I sound like someone who's really old because Rondo can't shoot. And if he can't shoot now, you're pointless. But I just like to watch him Nice, play. Nice pun. Nice pun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's between him and, and Rudy Gay is decent. If that's like, you know, yeah, he's an okay player. So between uh, him, Boogie, Bellinelli. Um, that's such a weird the, team, isn't it? <laughs> It's such a. I mean, it's gonna be fun to watch. I, I just feel, uh, you know, the, just the whole, the, the like, the fact that there'll be random Indian celebrities and Anjali Rana Dewey in the crowd. I'm, I'm, I'll be watching Kings games. Yeah, 
I'm, I'm waiting for the Kings versus Mavericks game where we have the butter chicken derby. <laughs> uh, the, the Kings, I mean, George Carl is going to, I mean, he's a guy who's just, I mean, he's recovered from health issues. So, uh, yeah, I forgot about George Carl. Yeah, <laughs> such a great having, team. <laughs> having Rondo and, and Demarcus Cousins is not going to help him health wise in any which way. So, and then we'll have to see. It's going to be fun. That's all after. That's the bottom line. Yeah. I tell you, one team that's going to be fun uh, and, 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 a, and a great team to watch, at least on League Pass, is, uh, is the Orlando Magic. Uh, and, I mean, people are listening to this, they should just uh, uh, go to YouTube and check Mario Hazonia. I was just going to say that, yeah. <laughs> and just check his highlights and then you'll just be tuned into all Orlando Magic games. He, he's the man. He, he may be my underrated, uh, like, new favourite player, actually. Up-and-coming favourite player. He's yeah, doing... I... I would say the same, but he has Barcelona background. He does has Barca, yeah. <laughs> Although he did say that that Messi should come watch him play instead of oh, that's, that's watch a, Messi. That's beautiful. Which is a, yeah. which is awesome, yeah. <laughs> he also said that he should go first overall. So yeah, yeah, yeah. he doesn't lack confidence. He does not. Yeah. Someone <laughs> said on Grantland, I think, uh, that he's got the game of Clay Thompson with the attitude of Kobe Bryant. Yeah, and I'm in. If those I mean, things are true, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> definitely, definitely. Um, this is one more team that I have penciled down here that we want to speak about and speaking of you know man crushes uh, the the original man crush in the nba for me was ricky rubio and i think Karen, <laughs> it's it's much i shared the that same man for crush, you. yes yeah yeah yes it, it is it is what we bonded over in the early days of basketball twitter and whatnot <laughs> but uh, yeah the, the timberwolves are a bit of a weird team this season aren't they and uh, they have wiggins who's going to take the, the traditional second year leap that a number one pick is supposed to take which Anthony Bennett did not and uh, and we have the first overall pick of this season Carl Anthony Towns and it, it's it's a sneakily interesting young team and there's of course the whole debate of uh, Ricky Rubio if, if he can't shoot what's he doing in the NBA that, that sort of an angle as well um, Karan what's your take on the Timberwolves this season what do you think is in store for them this season and in the future so, you know, Kaushik, I purposely put this in our, like, um, put the Timberwolves, even though they're kind of a random team in the big scheme of things, yes. into our conversation. <laughs> because I want to lay my big prediction for this season and, and people can slate. Yeah, this is it. I think the Timberwolves make the playoffs. Oh, come I think on. they're going to be the eighth seed in the West. I think Wiggins is going to develop into a straight-up beast. He's going to be an all-star. Like, not just take a leap, but it's going to be one of those, like, like all-time great leaps like he's gonna become um, like I mean I guess the West is loaded at his position but if it wasn't he he could have been an all-star starter I think that's the kind of leap he's gonna take um Carl Anthony Towns is gonna be great and and now Wiggins has all the guys if you know Rubio's manning the point uh Kevin Martin and Zach Levine and Kevin Garnett basically bringing in the old man game they've got Tayshaun Prince and who's the other old guy Andre Miller so they've got like the a pretty good mix of the youth and you know and veterans yeah, they have a and team I think, that, that's the combination of 2005 and 2019. They're not yeah, going to do I, well in 2015. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I'm just saying, like, I'm, um, my top eight in the West was, I mean, the five teams we talk about, talked about earlier in some order, you know, Warriors, Thunder, Spurs, uh, Clippers, Rockets. Yep. Memphis, I'm guessing, is six. I'll put uh, the Pelicans because Anthony Davis is awesome at seven. And, I, and this is where I put in the... T-Wolves. I think the T-Wolves sneaking into, into the 8th spot. Wow. There you go, guys. <laughs> yeah. There's your, there's your bull prediction for the day. 
Vishnu, what are your thoughts, if at all you have any, on the Timberwolves? I'm still yeah, mind blown. He's he's picked them for the playoffs. <laughs> yeah. yeah, well, I I I I I mean, the thing is, the eighth spot is kind of a toss-up, right? Uh, but I never, I don't think the Timberwolves are gonna are gonna. I mean, I didn't even think of them in that discussion because, uh, yeah. of course, uh, of course, they have that they have those young guys and they and they they have uh, Wiggins who might have a breakout year. They have the number one pick this time, but it's like. Uh, I mean, Kevin Garnett is 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 like you know, it's it, he's so old. Andre Miller is so old. Tayshawn Prince is so old. Uh, it's like a bunch of like you know, old guys and young guys. So I don't know how it's going to really work out. And and but it's a toss up. I mean, the eighth spot is up for grabs. You know, you could say that the teams who could probably sneak in. I mean, I, I agree with the first seven you said. So that's my prediction for the first seven as well. Uh, but the eighth spot could be either the Mavericks or I don't really see. I mean. Whether the, whether Timberwolves you're saying, I mean, maybe the Utah Jazz. But, uh, yeah, the eighth spot is up for grabs, so we'll have to see. Koshik, who do you think makes it eight after the oh. traditional seven? Oh, Los Angeles Lakers, of course. <laughs> okay, yeah, I, you know no, what, that, I, would, that would not surprise I'm, me. I'm completely I, That joking. would actually not surprise me. No, I don't, I don't think. Because just as Vishnu said, I think it's a toss-up. Like, there are a lot of teams who are equally horrible after the first seven. So... The Kings could make the eight, you know, Kings. if everything works in their in think, their favor. I think, yeah, I think it'll probably be the Phoenix Suns, or they uh, could make the eight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a bit of a yeah. Bit yeah of a the Phoenix Suns sure. is, is a good contender as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, cool, guys. So we're we're almost at the end of this uh, podcast, but before we wrap up, I want really, really quick, no, like within two seconds, answer for a bunch of awards that are given out at the end of the season, where people spend a lot of time discussing. Um, so Karan, you why don't you go first? Who's going? Who do you think is going to be the MVP of this season? Anthony Davis, Vishnu, Kevin Durant. I agree. Koshik. I, I think it will be Kevin Durant as well. Uh, what about okay. Rookie of the Year? Uh, I'm gonna go with uh, it's a Homer pick, Emmanuel Mudiay. Oh, nice Homer being China. Yeah. That's that's a good. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Homer <laughs> pick. Uh, what about you, Vishnu? Uh, uh, I think it's. Uh, I mean. There are a few candidates, but probably Jalil Okafor. Okay, come on, guys. What? What's? How can you? How can you not pick Satnam Singh? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. No, Satnam's winning. Yeah, Satnam's probably gonna win the D League Rookie of the Year. I'm guessing. Yeah. No. <laughs> <laughs> we'll talk about Satnam Singh when you when you actually see him in an NBA. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, what, what about defensive players? Koshik, who are you picking? You didn't oh, name your Satnam Singh. Oh. I'm gonna be on that. Oh, oh I'm sorry. Yes. <laughs> Uh, what about defensive player of the year? Uh, I'm gonna go with. Um, huh. I'm gonna go with Draymond Green. I think he should have won it last year, and I think uh, I think he'll instead win it this year. Good. Pick. I, I agree. I agree. Yeah, that's that's a good pick. I mean, that's probably gonna be or or uh, Anthony Davis. Yeah, can't yeah. go wrong with him either. Yeah. yeah, can't go wrong with Anthony Davis in in any order, any pick, any award. Uh, but yeah, I'd probably lean towards Draymond Green as well because I feel like. The Warriors will embrace that small ball to the next level where he plays a lot of center, a lot of point guard and whatnot. <laughs> uh, what about sixth man of the year? This is, this is so weird because we're getting into things that can change so vastly from the start of the season to the end. And we've had- um, I'll pick I'll pick Igudala. I think they'll give him, like after he won the finals MVP award, they'll realize how valuable he is for the season. Mm-hmm. And I think he'll be rewarded for that. <laughs> this is I mean, this is just so difficult to pick six man of the year. <laughs> yeah. 
I, I don't even I mean I haven't even thought of the contenders. I mean Iguodala is 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 a good pick. I would say that, but uh, you never know. Uh, it could be. Uh, you have to look at somebody on a on a on a championship team, right? Or, or a team that's going deep in the. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Somebody, somebody who's a contender. So yeah, yeah. You never know. It could be Mo Williams. <laughs> could be. No, I actually thought about Mo Williams. Yeah, yeah. Mo Williams that's, is a that, good that's pick. That's a pretty good pick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, I, I'm actually going to go for a sneaky uh, Joakim Noah pick because I feel like. Um, that's. I also thought about that, but. We've been, we've been not really sure whether he'll play six man that much or the That's coach true. is just That's casting true. it. So, That's true. Yeah. Or, or it could be a vintage Manu Ginobili throwback here again. Uh, yeah. I'm, I'm, nah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> cool. Um, just one more one more award, the Coach of the Year award, which has been, uh, which was won by a rookie, if, if, you, if you could say that last year. Uh, who do you think is going to win the Coach of the Year this time? Huh. Uh, Vishnu, why don't you go first? This is, <laughs> I, I actually didn't put any thought into this. Do you coach think? of the year. Coach of the year. Well, if if the Spurs show like a totally, you know, if they if they perfectly adjust with the Marcus Aldridge, it could be Pop. Uh, hmm. Yeah, I, I agree. I think Pop is, regardless of what happens, Pop is the best coach in the NBA by default. Yeah. Uh, and yeah, all things point towards him, you know, having the most probably the biggest probability of winning coach of the year because everybody I'll else pick, is uh, I'll yeah. pick Billy Donovan I think I think he'll do a good job with the Thunder and I think he I, I know they have they have a lot of talent but he'll be rewarded for just putting it all together for having Kevin Durant on his team yeah exactly like he'll be <laughs> awarded for just having KD and Westbrook on his team two years in a row with with a rookie coach with a rookie coach yeah yeah yeah, yeah. 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 yeah definitely uh, Cool, guys. Just one more pick before we wrap up this podcast. Um, if you were gambling people and if you had to put money down on one team to win it all in this upcoming season, uh, what would you pick without uh, without blinking an eye? Who are you asking? You, Karan. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, t- I'm taking OKC. Okay. What about you, Vishnu? I say the King and, Lebr- and LeBron James and the Cleveland Cavaliers. Oh, we have a two-to-one to OKC and uh, and Cleveland Cavaliers. We'll come back in uh, what eight months' time, and all our predictions will be completely, completely off the charts. And some, some yeah, we should we should do a follow-up. <laughs> we should like do a, a follow-up of this, and then see if uh, like a end of season our predictions will hold. Of, of how wrong we were, and yes. uh, and, and Demarcus Cousins holding the Finals MVP award, and yeah. we all look like fools. Absolutely. <laughs> Okay. That's the thing in prediction, right? <laughs> She's so early in the season. So. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Vishnu, I mean, it was awesome, man. Thanks a lot for giving us your time and joining us for this, for this talk. Um, I'm uh, so hyped, man. My pleasure. I had a great time. So. Just talking about it has got me so hyped about the season. You know, I can't believe we're, we're here already. So, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and for all of our listeners. Uh, once again, this is the only place in the world where you get to listen to three dudes in an Indian accent discuss the NBA so detailed. <laughs> so keep keep tuning in to us. Thank you for tuning into our podcast. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, um, SoundCloud, Instagram. No, we don't have Instagram, do we? No, SoundCloud. No, we don't. Yeah. iTunes, uh, but we should. <laughs> Uh, yeah, you, you can find us all over the internet. You just have to search for the word hoop question and you'll eventually stumble onto us. Uh, thanks again, Vishnu, and uh, hope you have a good NBA season. 
All right, thanks guys. Thank you guys, and until next time, hashtag #IndiaBasketball.